I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Hello, beautiful listeners. I was just thinking about the fact that, Katie, we always ask each other how we're doing, but we never ask how they're doing. How are you doing? How are you doing? Think about it. Let us know. Why are you Good excuse to send us an email or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, still waiting Please. on this. <laughs> Please send us an email. <laughs> Please. But, you know, we are not going to ask the same old question today. Katie. No. We're not. We're going to change it up a little bit. And I would like to know, Katie, like what's going on in your life specifically? What is something God's teaching you right now? Right where you're at. Um, sorry. I'm like giggly right now. We're a little so slap just happy. Like, We're a little goofy. This might be a funny one. This but it's not be. a funny topic. Funny. It's ha very ha. serious. Funny. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I feel like right now in even in like the last couple of weeks, it's been cool. I feel like I am connecting to a lot of like the excitement and wonder that I first had when I like first committed my personal life to the Lord. And um, I talked about it a little bit in our episode that we did with Mary. We're recording it on the same day. So it feels very like yeah, we just said this. <laughs> we just said this, but you'll have a week in between. Um, but I really feel like I am finding a lot of joy and um, just finding God's spirit in the small, like simple things of life. Like I was, <laughs> I was sharing at home group that, um, you know, like the goats that are on the side of the eight. Oh my gosh. Right I love now. the goats. I see them and it every like, year I'm so excited. I almost cried on the way to home group last oh, night wow. because okay. I saw them and I was just like, this is so sweet that like, Oh, thank you, Jesus for, for like the goats on goats. the side of the freeway. You know what I mean? Clean like <laughs> up our California yeah, weeds. Exactly. And so <laughs> just stuff like that. But I really, allowing that to be a gift from the Lord and allowing that to be something that I get to find joy in. So that's how, been, how sweet <laughs> that's been something lately, but I've also been studying in the book of Jonah and that's been really, really cool. And just, there's so much depth to that story and so mm -hmm. many different facets of it to take in. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about the story of Jonah today, mostly because I am in the study of it. So yeah. I, I'm kind of learning the ins and outs of it right now through a daily grace co um they should just like sponsor us on hashtag not sponsored but hashtag should be sponsored <laughs> um so yeah that's that's for me but nice. what about you what's god been doing so i relate a little bit to what you're saying because this isn't like a normal thing for me that sounds really sad but i feel like something god's been teaching me lately or like reminding me of in a totally fresh way is just like hope. Like mm -hmm. I've, there've been so many things like interpersonally ministry, like miracles <laughs> in my family, yeah, things that have happened that have just like reminded me to be hopeful and that there's like joy. It's not all just like strife. <laughs> there's, there's joy and there's favor in walking with the Lord. Yeah. And that he is faithful and he's kind to those that he loves. And um, yeah, we're on that list because yeah. he loves his children. So it's just been a an emotional couple of weeks. Honestly, yeah. there have been some like highs and lows, but there's been so much breakthrough in so many different ways that I'm just, I'm encouraged to be hopeful. I'm yeah. reminded that there's there's things to look forward to and to be expecting the Lord to bring about good. Yeah. So 
That is cool. I love that we're both kind of coming into the topic that we're going to be talking about today with uh, that perspective. what feels like yeah. a renewed like joy and hope and spirit. So today we're going to be talking about forgiveness, specifically the freedom that we get within that forgiveness as Christians. Yeah. Um, like let's reframe it a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because I think forgiveness can feel like almost like this dirty word of like, oh, forgiveness. Like I have to forgive this person and I'll never see resolution and right. it'll all be an uphill everything. And that's not what God has created forgiveness to be. Um, but the first thing I think we should kind of tackle within this subject is why do we forgive? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the precedent? What is the reason? Yeah. What is the reason, <laughs> the reason? for forgiveness? So, Katie, what would you say is our first reason (laughs) from the notes that we have written out in front of us? Yes, perfect. Well, I think it's also just important to acknowledge there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons. And those reasons are not because people deserve it. Right. Right? (laughs) It's not because, oh, like, I feel bad. They deserve it. It's because primarily, first and foremost, God is a God of forgiveness. Yeah. God forgave. The Bible is really clear. You know, like if you don't forgive, like my father in heaven is not going to forgive you. Like like as you forgive and as you are free and you're like offering forgiveness, like so will God deal with you. It's it's necessary to become a Christian, to understand God's forgiveness and a natural like overflow of growth in our faith is to offer them that forgiveness freely from an understanding of who we are and who God is yeah, and putting those things in the correct order. And so it's not a feelings based thing. It's because Christ first forgave and how can we hold on to things or how can we hold against others that which Jesus has already dealt with? Yeah, absolutely. I think such a foundational, if not the foundational part of our Christian walk is Christ's act of forgiveness on the cross when he um when he took on everything mm-hmm. for us when he stood in our place yeah um and he he already bared all of these sins and all of these burdens and all of these offenses that rested on his shoulders when he was crucified mm-hmm. <laughs> and that yeah died of the song with like him he became sin who knew no yes. sins that we could become his righteousness like Absolutely. that's the foundation yes those sins died with him and then he rose defeating all of that and so i think really the heart of this is why would we hold on to something that jesus already let go of mm-hmm. and um obviously it's it's harder than just be like oh i'm just gonna let go of it we solved it episode over <laughs> yeah done uh thanks for listening to the katie's <laughs> we have just solved all the world's problems yes no but you know it is that simple yeah in a sense it is that simple and like it is just that challenging it's yes. that black and white yeah we forgive because god forgave what else absolutely unforgiveness is a sin like you, you touched on it. That's a pretty good reason. <laughs> like unforgiveness is just like unbiblical. Uh, it breaks the mold and the pattern set by Jesus. He led a life of undue forgiveness to those in his life. Yeah. Even, if anyone had a reason to not forgive. Right. <laughs> like, if anyone had, you know, people harm him or wrong yeah. him or misunderstand him or betray him. Jesus. 
Absolutely. And we see even until death on the cross, he was forgiving his transgressors. He lifts up this prayer to God in his final hours saying, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Yeah. And here he is saying, these, per- these people just nailed me to a cross, but God forgive them. They really don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And that should speak volumes to the standards we're held to when it comes to forgiveness. Um, and it should shed light on the fact that if we are walking in unforgiveness, we are actively walking outside the mold that Jesus Christ set for us. Um, so that that should be weighty. <laughs> yeah. I Another reason to forgive is because unforgiveness is the seed of bitterness, mm-hmm. right? And the Bible is really clear about bitterness. And there's even, I believe it's a proverb that talks about how bitterness like eats away at the bones. And we mm-hmm. know, we know like physiologically that like unforgiveness and bitterness and like that kind of a, a mindset and holding things like yeah. that can actually have like effects on your body. <laughs> it can make you sick. It can make you ill and frail. And like a lot of autoimmune stuff, like even like secular science is like kind of pointing to the fact that, Hey, there's like these kind of roots to these sorts of diseases. It's really an interesting thing, but bitterness more than it's even just physical, like it separates us from the Lord. Like it's, it's disagreeing (laughs) with him and the way that he has said that we are to live and said that things are to be. And, uh, it's, you know, fertile ground for then resentment Mm -hmm. to take root, which, uh, really is an attack on the image of God and other yeah. people, which is a pretty serious sin. It's a pretty serious misunderstanding yeah. of um, the way that the Lord created us. And it welcomes the enemy like into your thought life mm-hmm. and it gives the liar mm-hmm. a louder voice than God it gives the yeah. liar a loud, more stake in your thinking and in your life than it gives to the Lord. And that's no place that any believer should be. Absolutely. I, um, I was doing a study with my high school small group for a while. And one thing that we all kind of walked away from it with was this concept that Satan has no other capability than destruction and lying. Mm -hmm. So there's things that we may hear and recognize it as the enemy would be like, Oh, but maybe it's rooted in truth. No, Mm -hmm. like the enemy does not have the ability to walk in truth. And so this is something where we allow the enemy to have this foothold when we are walking in that bitterness Mm -hmm. and unforgiveness. And it's saying, well, what do you think? Right. (laughs) It's asking the enemy, well, you know, what's your opinion on this? And there's not a more dangerous spot to be than when you are actively allowing that input into your life. Um, because you're saying this offense that I have is more important than the victory that Christ had right. for us on the cross. Right. Right. And when the scales are tipped so so disproportionately and so poorly, the enemy doesn't have to do much. Like like we're saying, it's just fertile ground for him to plant whatever seeds he wants to to sow in that bitterness and that resentment and Mm-hmm. Um, create division. Yeah. Ultimately, I think this leads into a, a tangent, but an important one. Yeah. About the fact that, so as believers, we are citizens of the kingdom of God, right? Like we operate within the kingdom where 
Christ is the head and his, his rule is law. And, um, we, Satan can't just like take, like he can't just come into that and like steal. He can't take us from the hands of God. Like he can't do any of those things. All he can do is usurp and take what is given to him. Right. And take what is like given over. And the reality is one of the main ways he does that is in our mind, our ways of thinking and by creating like footholds in our patterns of like thought and belief based on lies and unforgiveness, just plain and simple. And I don't want to like overstate this point, but unforgiveness is a lie. It's a lie about the person that you were holding forgiveness from. Mm -hmm. It's a lie about yourself and it's a lie about the power and the authority and the goodness of God in what he asks of us. So tangent, but I think an important one that this isn't just like light stuff. This is, this is like an issue of kingdom and taking ground. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean you're not like saved or like living in the kingdom of God, but it, it steals from the life that you are called to live on this earth and the life that you are called to live in freedom for the Lord. And being radically effective and you just can't be effective when you're enslaved to these wrong ways of thinking. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect segue into kind of this final point that I had under why do we forgive? And that is we have a job to do. Yeah. Um, We have a purpose as the body of Christ. And when we are harboring unforgiveness and resentment towards a fellow believer, it's like cancer in the body. It is. It is it's fighting against itself. It's like one arm cutting off the other arm and expecting the body to be effective still. And that's just not how it works. Right. So it, it sets us up for ineffective ministry and a lack of potency in a way that the enemy loves. He loves to sow seeds of division and in a way that breaks God's heart. Yeah. I, I think This is also sort of a tangent, but we lose sight so often. And I think maybe some believers just never really like get this picture of like what Jesus came to do, right? Like it's not this lovey-dovey feel good. Like it is good. It's all good. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not you. Right. Like he, he came for you and he loves you and he does deeply and intimately and personally care about you. But what he did was to come and to redeem and to restore and to establish a kingdom that could never be shaken and would not be destroyed. And so it's more than like our personal like problems, but those things in the ways that we give up ground (laughs) have real real consequences in this greater like war that is happening for like the souls and the hearts of humanity to be restored to God. And so it's not meaningless. It's not light. It's not a little thing to harbor unforgiveness or resentment against your neighbor as a believer. Like it is actually like, it's, it's severe. It's an extreme thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of what we talk about today probably closely ties with um, what we talked about in our case for radical commitment episode where we are called to bear one another's burdens and to Mm -hmm. be there for each other and to love each other and all of this stuff. And when we are choosing unforgiveness, 
because the world has fully embraced unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. You hold that bitterness. You be spiteful. But you, somehow it makes you strong. It gives yes, you power. It gives you use, you know, embrace the haters, <laughs> you know, take on that strength. And that is so like not what we're called to do. And I think that that has slowly but surely crept into the Christian life of in the same way that like skin deep friendships have Mm -hmm. taken over Christianity. I think that unforgiveness branded as strength and standing up for yourself and all of this has also taken hold Mm -hmm. and it only sows seeds of division. I was talking to a friend while writing this episode And she was talking about a particular situation where she's had to walk through some forgiveness. And she was saying that the hardest part is watching the disunity it creates within a room she walks into or within a situation because that there's not resolution, but beyond there not being resolution, there's a lack of forgiveness. Yeah. And she's, she's like, it's polarizing. Mm-hmm. It polarizes people. It's causing division. Yeah. And, and it distracts from the work that there is to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a side quest in something, you know, to reach our uh, <laughs> so video game audience. Oh gosh. No, no, no. Let Make no mistake. That's not me. <laughs> I'm a lot of things. A video game nerd is not one of them. We love you though. <laughs> we love you nerds. We love you. Anyways. <laughs> No, but it's it's such a distraction from the main thing that we're called just, to do. I can't believe how ruthless you were. Just say, <laughs> you're going to have to forgive Katie. Yeah. Or not. Just yeah. <laughs> listener. I meant what I said. <laughs> no, but you you get the point. You get the point. Let's let's move on here to just a scripture. So um, in Ephesians 4, I'm actually going to read verses 31 and 32. But this is talking about the Christian walk. So. Uh, Paul's laying out like, all right, he's made this whole case in the book of Ephesians. And now he's saying, this is like what we should look like. Mm -hmm. The last two verses, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Yeah. There's a contrast there, right? That where there is not forgiveness and tenderheartedness and kindness amongst believers there's going to be bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander yeah those are the only two options yes right like where the tongue is left to be just wildly loose and saying whatever it wants and when we're left to just hold things tight and be full of you know wrath and bitterness like we cannot have kindness and tenderheartedness and forgiveness as is fruit and evidence of the holy spirit working in us and being powerful and us being effective. Right. Though those are, like you're saying, the two options. Yeah. <laughs> they stand in direct contrast to each other. And we don't get to camp in a middle ground that says, okay, well, I'm non-confrontational, so I don't yeah. wanna deal with these problems, but I'm not gonna make any issues. So I'm just gonna sit here and it's my own problem that I'm living in unforgiveness. No. Like these two things stand in such direct contrast to each other. You are either walking in the bitterness Mm -hmm. that the enemy would love to see you walk in, or you're walking in the freedom and the forgiveness that Christ patterned for us. Mm -hmm. Those, those are the options. 
But I think it's easy to say all these reasons why we should forgive and why we're called to it. And I think a lot of us are probably on the same page. Like we know we need to forgive, but then the situation comes and how do we forgive? Mm -hmm. Like what practically, what does that look like? And in the life of a believer, what's required of us in those situations? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's helpful here to say like, what is forgiveness? Yeah. Like, what does it actually mean? You know? And I think it's, it's more than just like forgetting. It's more than just like saying everything's okay and patching it up. Like it's choosing to say like, I relinquish my right to hold this against you. And I free you from my bitterness and my sometimes righteous, like anger towards you. And really it, it brings freedom, like we've been saying, but like literally forgiving another person means letting them off the hook. And that doesn't mean that they don't have consequences outside of like your wrath or your anger. Um, There's always consequences like to our actions. And sometimes that might mean like, right, there's just new boundaries in this relationship or whatever that is. But um, forgiveness is just giving someone a break when they don't deserve it and choosing to allow them to move on without you like holding them accountable in some ways to like what they have done, what they've perpetrated. And that I want to be clear, doesn't mean no consequences. And there's situations that are obviously extreme still require forgiveness, but are extreme and don't like mean the same level of lack of accountability, but right. And we're going to get into into all all of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. You need to understand what forgiveness is before you can even walk in that. But forgiveness means daily dying to your flesh. It means, you know, that's a very Christianese (laughs) way of saying like laying down your own will and taking on the will of God in this area of, um, of forgiveness. And that means every time you see that person, you have to submit it to the Lord. That means every time you think of that situation, you submit it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is not a one-time act where you get to call somebody up and say, hey, just wanted to let you know I forgive you. And then it's done. You know, Mm -hmm. that is something that you continually have to surrender to the Lord. Yeah. And it takes the faithfulness and trust in Jesus to know that it won't always be like that. Like, hopefully the prayer is that you come to a day when you can face that person or you can see them or you can think about the situation and it not cause bitterness in your heart Mm -hmm. um, because you have been faithful in submitting it to the Lord and laying it at his feet. Yeah. And also forgiveness wasn't meant to be carried out on our own. Like we, we can make this another thing where we feel burdened by oh, like I need to be forgiving and all of this stuff, but God wants to partner with you in it. That's why he died (laughs) to be a partner with you in this because he's saying, look, I already took care of it. Mm -hmm. Now let's work on your heart Mm -hmm. um, so that you can be an effective member of the body. Right. And true forgiveness can only be done in partnership with the Lord because without an understanding of our own need for forgiveness, it's really kind of impossible to truly 
forgive another person and let them off the hook. Because if you can't acknowledge that like you have been let off the hook, that you have not had to stand like accountable (laughs) to the things that you have done, not that we're not accountable, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. Um, Held to the fullest extent. Yeah. Yeah. That it's impossible to truly holistically forgive without that understanding first of your your stance as like forgiven and redeemed by the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of um, this practical act of forgiveness is placing more weight on the words and the will of God Mm -hmm. instead of the person who's wronged you. So I think that that's a really healing thing when you're able to, I especially think of people who've gotten out of relationships and there's, you know, baggage from it or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and you are able to clearly and actively think about what God would have you do and mm-hmm. what he has called you to rather than what that person would want or what that person's thinking of you when they yeah. see you or when, Um, you know, what would this person say if they were here? I think walking in forgiveness is also now calling to a higher standard of now you are disentangling what their opinion of you is Mm -hmm. and taking on the Lord's opinion of you. Right. And that is part of that forgiveness is, you know, dropping that influence. Mm hmm over your thoughts and taking on God's thoughts about you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like you've mentioned already, this process is a process. It's not as easy as saying, I forgive you, right? right? Like to actually reframe the way that you think about a person and a situation um, can be a really extensive process. And sometimes, you know, depending on the severity, like can require some counsel or some even like therapy, right? Like there's some extreme situations and it's, it's not something that is natural or easy to do. And if it's something that's hard for you, if there's a situation that's severe, like I would really encourage you to lean on the support and the counsel in your life and to ask for accountability and to ask for support and resources. And, um, you know, like we've said over and over, we're not meant to do this alone. And forgiveness uh, as the opposite of bitterness is relational. (laughs) Unforgiveness and bitterness isolate and draw us away from community and um, push us into like loneliness and self-pity and all of these things. And forgiveness like welcomes relationship and restoration. And so that doesn't necessarily mean like total relationship with the person you're forgiving, but it like welcomes in support. Yeah, absolutely. I think to move into maybe something that uh, we can talk about a little bit more on the part of the person that you're forgiving. um, There's two things and that is one, what if the other person doesn't apologize? (laughs) What if there's no closure or resolution? And then also does forgiveness mean we forget? And so to kind of tackle that first one like God says vengeance is mine (laughs) and God's vengeance is going to be so much more effective than ours Mm -hmm. and when we wait on an apology we are 
we're taking the situation into our own hands and saying, okay, I'll forgive, but on my terms, Mm -hmm. which isn't forgiveness. Right. That's getting what you want. Right. (laughs) And so if the person doesn't apologize, that's really tough. Mm -hmm. And you're still called to forgive. (laughs) Yeah. And that is hard. That's not like a, oh, tough, like get over it and Mm -hmm. apologize or get over it and forgive. That is, that's hard. Right. That's really, really really hard. hard. I think though, you know, when people hear this, like God's vengeance and like his wrath, right? Obviously he's quick to forgive and he's merciful, but if someone is unrepentant and has wronged his beloved, right? Like if someone has wronged his children, like without repenting, you can count on his wrath. Like you can count on his enactment of justice, right? Ultimately, Right. And that should be an encouragement that where there truly is harm and where there truly is malintent and no restoration or apology, um, that God is going to handle that. Like he's going to deal with it. And that can be through just natural consequences or a bunch of different means, but he has perfect understanding of your situation. He says that he does not let a single one of your tears fall. Like he, he knows, he knows what has happened to you. He knows who has wronged you and um, he has a perfect will for that situation. And we have to be comfortable with either that person coming to repentance and God forgiving them or the fact that his justice is better than yours. And both yeah. of those options are better than whatever you could make happen in the situation by holding on to bitterness. Yeah. And both of those options are maybe things that you'll never see. Yeah. And that's going to be hard. Um, but I think... If somebody's wronged you, you can't assume that they are going to forever be walking in unrepentance and sin and all of this stuff. And because you haven't seen some sign or whatever mm-hmm. that they are not right with the Lord. And I think that that's a responsibility on our part is yeah. allowing for the thought that maybe they're getting healing and maybe they are repentant to the Lord. And maybe, you know, there are all these things that we don't see and we may never get to see. Mm-hmm. And that is just par for the course. Right. And the point <laughs> is that you are freeing them from your need to receive justice from yes. them and you are allowing them to receive the Lord's justice, whether that be (laughs) whichever direction that goes. Yeah. And you're giving them that chance. A lot of times too, like forgiveness, when it's like true, genuine forgiveness can bring about like real change and repentance in a person's life, even if they approach the situation without apology. I mean, I've, I've seen this in my life. I've seen situations where I've watched people I've had family members who have been really wronged by other family members and have really had every reason to hold things against them. And I have watched then years down the road of this pain and this suffering for them then to receive an apology and to immediately forgive. Mm -hmm. And that like, that seems impossible (laughs) to do, right? To say like, you have wronged me. Like you have done this thing that is objectively wrong. And yet when you turn around and apologize to me, like I am quick to forgive you. And that like made a real change in my family. That quickness to forgive was then able to minister to those that were seeking the forgiveness and really like changed a lot in the dynamic of the entire family. And 
I'm just, I'm so grateful for that example because yeah, they probably didn't deserve that quick of forgiveness. It probably would have seemed better if they said, you know what, like, okay, yeah, but now things are different from here on out. But it, it created an opportunity for the Lord to do something miraculous mm-hmm. and only attestable to his power. So when we hold on to bitterness and resentment, like we actually kind of hold back like God yeah. from being able to like do his full work in the situation. Absolutely. I think one last thing on this point before we move on to does forgiveness mean we forget is the Holy Spirit is responsible to convict and work in the hearts of others. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness, to put it totally plainly, is so that we have a correct heart posture before the Lord. exactly. Not to free the other person. Yeah, forgiveness is actually for you. (laughs) Yeah, because oftentimes they might have no idea that there's resentment or tension. And even beyond that, it's just because that's what's called of us. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, oh, forgive so that that other person can move on with their life. And that's part of it. I think that there is something to be said for that. But um, we were called to it for our own hearts so that we can come before the Lord in worship and prayer and petition and be um, blameless before him. You know what I mean? Have those sins cast as far as the East is from the West because we're not holding on to bitterness. Mm -hmm. But in that same kind of vein, does forgiveness mean we forget? Katie Hale doesn't mean we forget. It does not. No, it does not. And it would be great if it was that easy and we could just move forward with our lives. Uh, But there's so many different (laughs) situations under this umbrella, right? And forgiveness doesn't mean blindness. It doesn't mean ignoring issues. Like Christ forgave us yeah, and, you know, met us where we were at in order to like change us, in order to bring us to a new way of being. And Forgiveness on our end, like obviously we're not Jesus and we're not going to like be able to change someone's heart, but forgiveness doesn't ignore the place that this person is in when you forgive them. Yeah. And, you know, there can be issues, there can be red flags, like there can be seriously unhealthy patterns and things like that. And forgiveness doesn't ignore those things. And sometimes as the forgiver, you're in a place to be able to help a person like moving forward. Other times you're not. And that requires discernment. It requires counsel and wisdom and knowledge of the word of God and all kinds of things. Yeah. But you can move forward in discernment and wisdom while also walking in active forgiveness. And God, you know, hasn't created us to be like a doormat yeah. for others. There are times when we do have to lay down our will and we yeah. like we are created to serve, right? <laughs> others and to serve the Lord. But he has created us to walk in the freedom that forgiveness brings. And sometimes restitution is brought in a relationship and things are completely restored. Sometimes that means that you have the freedom then to be able to walk away mm-hmm. and to walk away from a situation that is truly harmful or bad, knowing that your heart is right with the Lord. So it's messy. I know I probably said things on both ends of that, that there's somebody listening to that says, well, that's not like my situation, yeah. right? Which Obviously, we can't address every situation, but the thing that is true across all situations here is that it is a heart postural issue that is, regardless of your situation, a something that God has like told you to do, required of you to do for your good, for 
obedience sake and for that other person's good. And if that doesn't sit well with you, <laughs> there's, there's some other stuff going yeah. on in your heart and I get it. Like I get it. I That's get the natural. desire for justice. <laughs> That's something I deal with all the time is I, I love justice mm -hmm. and I really think I know what justice is most of the time. And I've been wrong a lot of times. Yeah. And I would just, I would push you a little bit to consider the fact that maybe your understanding of situations and maybe your perception and maybe your sense of justice is not totally correct. Yeah. And maybe forgiveness is an opportunity for the Lord to change you. Yeah. And yeah, just consider that. Absolutely. I think to kind of backtrack to the first part of what we were talking about in like, do we forget is there are definitely situations where it's now your responsibility to use discernment mm -hmm. and use the information you've been given to walk away from a situation or to protect others from a situation. I think for an extreme example, there's a, a man at our church who's um, one of his family members was sexually abusing his daughter and he found out about it and he, they, you know, got the law involved. They took all of the necessary steps, but now that man, he walks in forgiveness towards this family member yeah. who was abusing his daughter. That is like level 10,000. Seems impossible. Seems impossible. May seem even like, how dare he? Right. But he knew that he was called to a higher standard because of what Christ did. Christ died for that family member. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that he didn't protect his daughter and, that and do what needed to be done. Exactly. And that doesn't mean moving forward, there wasn't boundaries put in place and there wasn't like a, Hey, um, we're not going to hang out with you. <laughs> I mean, no, duh. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like that is kind of this, right. Like I said, level 10,000 yeah. view of what we're called to do on all issues, big and small. And that is take into consideration the information you've been given in these situations move forward in discernment and in wisdom mm -hmm. and in knowledge, but also living in the freedom that the forgive that, well, that forgiveness. Gives. And the forgiveness didn't say what you did is okay. Like right. in that situation, all the forgiveness did was free him and his family to move yes. forward and to get healing. Absolutely. It didn't justify. It didn't no. brush over. It didn't make acceptable. Right. That person received justice yes. for what they did. And believe me, God has justice in mind for that kind of a wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but all this did was set the precedent then for him and his family. And I mean, even think about like his daughter then yeah. reflecting on that situation and being able to like possibly even like have her own forgiveness yeah. in this situation. And walk in the healing that was, that the groundwork was set for Mm -hmm. um, in that time of forgiveness. And that forgiveness really is just recognizing, you know what? Christ died for you too. Right. That can be as simple as what forgiveness is. For sure. Christ died for you. Therefore I forgive. You know what I mean? So I think that that's just an important thing to put out there. Absolutely. Um, we see forgiveness all throughout the Bible. All over the Bible, Old Testament to new, yes. beginning to the end. I mean, literally like you can think about it and never, like I could just name a million stories right now. Yeah, absolutely. Two off the top of my head, which I don't, I, we won't spend a ton of time on, but I just wanted to mention was we see Joseph whose brothers 
straight up sold him and yeah. all of this stuff. He has a jacked up story. You know it. And if you don't know it, go read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he walks out forgiveness and brings healing to his lineage. Yeah. And then we see Jonah who on the other end, of on the other end of this spectrum, who cannot bring forgiveness into his own heart for something that God already forgave these people for. He was called to go to Nineveh. He was called to prophesy to them that they were going to be destroyed and they turned from their ways. And God said, that's honorable and I'm going to honor it. Mm -hmm. And Jonah said, no, they're still terrible. And he walked in resentment. And because of that, his story ends with dissatisfaction. Yeah. He's sitting in his, he's wallowing in his own self pity for the fact that God is bringing forgiveness and restoration to a nation that he hated Mm -hmm. because you know he hated this nation and there was there's a whole lot of historical context that we should dive into sometime but there's that temptation to walk in exactly what Jonah walks in absolutely um but we we do have to wrap up this episode we do but I don't want to wrap it up without a call to action (laughs) yeah because this is this is a practical one this is a practical thing and that is who do you need to forgive yeah and why are you holding out what's been holding you back and it's okay to be honest there's not like we're not shaming you with that right what is holding you back honestly is it because you are afraid that if you let go justice will not be done right is it because you're afraid that it invalidates what you've gone through are you afraid because you feel like if you let go of it then all of a sudden god forgets and everybody forgets like none of those things are true and so let's address i encourage you to you know talk to the people in your life or whatever but let's address and bring to the lord those things and say okay create in me yeah a clean heart and a new mind show me if there's any wickedness like in the way that i'm thinking and perceiving these situations and Like he wants to give you freedom. Yes. He wants to give you freedom and he wants to give all of those people Mm -hmm. freedom. And there's no like limit. Yeah. There's no limit on that. So we love you guys. This is a kind of like a heavy one a little bit. Um, But we know that it is something that we are learning to walk out. That is part of living in a world where people are going to hurt you and disappoint you. And you're going to hurt people and disappoint them and you're going to need forgiveness too. So let's, let's walk in this together. Let's, let's, let's ask God to make us examples of his love. Absolutely. And if you want us to partner with you in this and to pray with you, we want to hear your prayer requests. We want to hear what's burdening your heart so that we can be praying for you and we can come alongside you. And where can they find us, Katie? They can find us via our email at thekatiespodcast at gmail.com. We truly would love to correspond with you in that way. <laughs> and you can also find us on Instagram at thekatiespodcast where we, you know, post, we keep you guys updated. We have some fun things sometimes. <laughs> and also you can check us out on Patreon, which will be linked in the show notes. And yeah, please also, if you think of it, you can rate us wherever yes. you listen to podcasts. Give us a good old honest review, but prefer an honest five, five star review. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like either five or like two or lower because three yeah. or four is just insulting. It's so. just like you're, you're mean. <laughs> yeah. Cause then it's just like, this is great, but um, she annoys me with the way she pronounces this or that. And yeah. that's just, you know, silly. So yeah. <laughs> five star reviews would be great. We would love that. It helps people find us. Yes. And with all of that said, we love you all. 
We love you. And we will talk to you soon. Bye.